It's Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, although we are a couple days after Christmas at this point. But, you know, you have, yeah, still, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. There was, a little, there was a little gap in between, so I don't think we really got to too much Christmas talk. Uh, but uh, how was your Christmas, man? Did y'all have a, did y'all have a, a good, good time? Did everything go well with the fam? We we did we um we had the whole my side of, fam- of the family um in at my parents' house for a couple nights and as you can imagine having uh what uh eight adults and five kids uh three and under uh or under four I guess is the best way to put it um running around going crazy uh it was it was pretty it was a lot of fun but it was it was not exactly a very restful time. But then we we shifted gears when we went to my in-laws house though because he's Asher is the only grandchild on that side. So it's like we were like, "All right, so y'all want y'all y'all want to take care y'all want to get him in the morning, right? Okay, perfect. Awesome." <laughs> you go from like WrestleMania to a a, a B&B. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, we fortunately we were much quieter around here. But uh, it was nice. It obviously got cold, and fortunately, everybody came to us uh, on Christmas weekend, so we didn't have to we didn't have to go anywhere, which was which was nice. But uh, anyway, it was a good it was a good time, and uh, the nice thing was the dogs did not sleep going into uh, the holiday season. Uh, we had yep. a very successful a very successful uh, early signing day. Uh, so if you weren't aware, early signing day was uh, this past week, and uh, everybody was sleeping on the dogs per usual, and uh, we showed up in a in a big way. So uh, pretty pretty awesome to see. Yeah, I mean a, a successful class. Um, we had twenty seven, yeah, twenty seven commitments signed uh, in early signing day. Um, we were second behind Alabama as of right now, um, and and the crazy thing is Alabama was not recruiting at the you know level we expect them to for a while and then boom like right around signing day there was commits at commit after commit after commit i mean they ended up having several five star guys um, commit around signing day or on signing day and so they just had a jolt to kind of jump up and take that number 1 spot at the moment but uh, i can tell you right now it's going to be it's going to be a fight until february uh, and look i mean you can ask kirby what 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 are your thoughts on being behind Alabama on the recruiting rankings? And he's going to tell you that you're you're an idiot if you pay attention to that because they don't they don't look at that stuff. They know these kids. They know these kids are all talented. If they're going after them, if Kirby Smart is is after a guy, uh, you know he's a, a player. Uh, what these little recruiting ranking sites or whatever do is they see all these coaches that are excited about them. And I guess they kind of do their own evaluation, but uh, it's not a, it's not a, Hey, the recruiting sites say they're good. We're going after them. It's uh, we know they're good players. Recruiting sites obviously notice that as well. So, um, but you know, all that being said, there's still some guys, some big fish out there uh, that we may still end up signing before uh, it's all said and done in February. And who knows, we might end up having the number one class in the country, uh, Bottom line is, if you're top three in the country, you're doing something really, really right. And so, uh, unless you're Texas A&M and you're just paying everybody to come there, I think it's been pretty evident with the close to what thirty or maybe more than thirty 
players that are transferring from that program this year, Chancey. Uh, Jimbo, you know, they may have all the money in the world in that program, and, and we know they do. But, man, you can't – if your culture is bad – I mean, you're, basically, Jimbo's got the opposite of what Kirby's got over here. I mean, Kirby in the middle of the season's getting interviewed after we beat the crap out of Auburn, and, and he's like, we took nobody out of the portal – Everybody who is here wants to be here, wants to play here, wants to be a dog, and all this. And I mean, what a, I mean, that's a hell of a pitch for somebody to come. And now we've got kids that are coming in, obviously, and excited all over the country. We've only got four or five players from the state of Georgia in this class. Uh, maybe, maybe six, counting the kid that who transferred down to uh, Florida, uh, who has been a dog. He's been committed. That Pierce Sperling kid has been committed since 2020. Um, so I mean, maybe five or six players that are actually from the state of Georgia, and we. But this is such a national brand. I mean, the running back we got in this class is from San Diego, for God's sake. Uh, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, Terrell Davis may have been from San Diego. One of those big '90s running backs was from uh, from California somewhere. So, uh, man, it's it's crazy the level that we're seeing. But then on top of that, we're also getting some of these transfer guys coming in, uh, these two receivers that we got coming in uh, from the transfer portal. So I'm excited about what we're bringing in talent-wise because we're going to have to reload a little bit more uh, this coming year. Well, you're, you're seeing the, the the reload mentality, and we you hear that word a lot. And since Kirby has been at the helm and really since since our our first national championship run and, and you looked at the, the class that we brought in that year, I have had zero – concerns about how we're recruiting and and I I, I just don't worry about it because a you look at our you look at our staff just top to bottom we Kirby hires recruiters (laughs) and he hires recruiters at every major position and you start to see that he has created he, he knows that the most important thing is recruiting you have to have the best players but not only the best players Kirby's not looking at stars I mean, stars do sometimes correlate to pure talent, but you're looking for guys that meet, that mesh with what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And that have that mentality that have – because the thing is, especially in Georgia, Kirby knows these coaches. He's asking them about work work ethic. He's asking them about the time they put in. He's a, He knows these He knows these things that, that, these, that these websites just aren't ever going to know. And so I just I, – I don't, I don't worry about it. And maybe I'm t- I'm not taking it for granted, but I just don't have to waste. Like well, I remember when there'd be the years that we had this one guy that we were trying to get, and maybe if we got this one guy, everything would be better. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're getting that guy, multiple of them at every at every position, every recruiting class, and and to me, and I've seen it too. You, some some classes you'll have, it's like a heavy in-state year and then we'll go out of state and to me it's almost like a tick-tock move like so it'll be heavy georgia it'll be like nobody's leaving the state and then it'll just be all over the country and yeah. and so this year it was you're you're starting to see we're, we're becoming a we're becoming a brand like you said and that's that's it's fun it's fun to watch and it's fun to see people from california i mean i know we got a bunch of kids on our team right now uh, a couple of key players that are from california but just to for those people to say, I want to go play clear across the country, and it's not even a second thought. And yep. it, it's it's fun. It's fun to see that, and Kirby's creating that mentality. And, and the word culture gets thrown around all the time, but it is 
it's evident in what we're doing, and that's that. That's what has made this year, these last couple of years so fun. Is you see the you 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 see the way guys are thinking about this. You look at a guy like Chris Smith. You look at uh, these these seniors that we have, and, and these guys that have stuck it out for their opportunity, and they're th- that's what we're about. We're about getting because guys know if you stick with it, you're going to get your shot, and when you get your shot at Georgia you're going to get paid like you are yeah. going you are going to go to the pros and there's a Just really nice shot here in the first half of that draft if, <laughs> if you if you go out there and blow it you may not get it back again because somebody's going to be breathing down your neck for that spot and, and that's where your the the competition breeds excellence and, and it allows our guys to step up and and to me, that we know that every day at practice, they were talking about Bloody Tuesday today uh, on the press conferences that, that the guys have made it to Atlanta for the for the Peach Bowl, and so you're starting to see some press conferences come out. But you hear guys all the time talking about practices at Georgia. We talked about it not too long ago. George Pickens was like, practices at Georgia are a whole lot harder than the NFL. <laughs> like, they suck. <laughs> I mean, he's like, these guys are – I mean, they're, they're so much – rougher out here and and it's more just the the physical nature of how we prepare our guys and 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 what we what we do it's just cool to see that that mentality that culture is there and so guys want to be a part of it and and so i I, i'm never concerned about where we're going to end up because i know we're going to get the guys that we need to get and of course we're going to miss out on on some guys that happened this year some guys that were potentially going to be uh we could have gotten and 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 it's going to happen but I know for me, deep down, A, it's not done. Like you said, we, this was early signing day. We still have another signing day in the spring. So there's other guys we're going to get. We're, we're not finished, but heck of a start for uh, for early signing day. Very much so. And, and you know, you think about this. You, I think what you said earlier about how this, this national brand kind of teeters back and forth. I mean, one year we'll be heavy on in-state talent. And you're exactly right. I mean, you look at that 2018 class – you know, that's the one that had Fields come in with it, and there was several other guys. It was very heavy on Georgia. And then I think the following class was very spread out. And, um, you know, actually, while you were saying that, I was going back and looking. Last year had a majority Georgia guys. The year before was very national, you know, all over the place. And um, it's funny to see that's – I think reflective of it's it is just a down year. I mean, you can ask. I mean, you can read online about it, but it's just a down year for high school football in Georgia comparatively. But then everybody's like, next year is the year that every like I guarantee you next year. I don't. Let me look at see if there's any 2024 guys uh, that are already uh, committed to us. Yeah, so we got six commits for 2024 already. Three, three of the six are from the state of Georgia. Um, but I've been reading about how next year there's, I mean, you know, Buford's got multiple five stars on their team. You got guys that are coming from that Cobb County area. South Georgia is always going to represent. There's some kids that are from uh, Colquitt County and all that. There's a, in fact, there's a Nicar who is a receiver from uh, Colquitt County who's committed to us that year. And there's actually a tight end, Landon Thomas. I don't have you heard any of him? I know no. I haven't heard. Of, I had. <laughs> I just didn't know if you knew. Hey, man, just just asking our, our resident South Georgia guys. So, anyway, um, but, no, it is interesting how it kind of goes kind of back and forth and all that. And so, it's uh, with with that combined with the transfer portal, man, it's just a, I don't know how these coaches sleep, especially Kirby 
And uh, I hope they, uh, you know, with with the the passing of Mike Leach and and all that, you know, in Mississippi State and the, his family in Mississippi State and all that are they're in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, but you know, I, I was kind of talking to somebody about it the other day, and they're like, "Man, you know, do you think this is going to be a wake up call for these other coaches? You know, I mean, not just in the SEC, but all over the place. I mean, you got these guys that are they're it's not even that they're overworked, but a guy like Kirby." It's like the term overworked, like just basically doesn't apply to him because he doesn't, he doesn't get overworked. He overworks everybody else, kind of thing. But that's kind of stuff that you, I mean, you can watch. I made the mistake of watching a snippet of the 2018 national championship game the other day, and dude, I mean, I'll just say, it. and by the other day, I mean last night, and then I had to swap it to the 2021 uh, or 2022 this year, whatever the when when we won it. Um, and dude, Kirby doesn't even look the same, man. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't even really mean to bring this up as, as a topic, but I mean, do you think that that's something that's, you know, they're going to look into? I mean, Kirby, does Kirby have time to be healthy, you know, kind of thing? Well, it's, it's really funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about this. Uh, the actually, <laughs> I spend a scary amount of time thinking about this, but definitely the Mike Leach stuff uh, brought mm-hmm. it up. Uh, in a major way, but you look at Saban, and, and Saban kind of caught this. He caught this way. A, he's part of the reason why it is the way it is now in, in terms of the intensity and, and how there is no off season. It doesn't stop. You're recruiting twenty four seven. I mean, you were always recruiting, but just the the level that you have to recruit now, especially with NIL, it, it's not the same recruiting. You don't have. It's not just going and winning, Mama. You don't have to go in and you're 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 making deals. Like you're you're trying to figure out how to get these guys the most money possible with these deals now, and and it's just a whole different mentality. But I, I really did think to myself, I was like, how long can Kirby do this? Like we, we think we look at Saban and Saban's like seventy something or whatever, and I don't think Kirby's going to go anywhere. I don't think there's anywhere he would. There's there's no there's no job in football that he could be pulled to. Like I I just don't think there's anything that like he's in possibly the best football job in the country, no matter the level. Like if you look at what he has available to him, the amount of resources, the the facilities, all this kind of stuff. I'm not worried about losing Kirby to another program. I'm worried about like Kirby's going to retire with us, but it's like he's not going to do this till he's 70. Like he can't you can't physically keep this up for 30 years. I mean like for, for yeah. however long this is, like it's just not the intent I mean unless you build you have to build the the framework around you to be able to facilitate these um the the recruiting and the, the a lot of the machine behind the scenes work like for Saban I, I have just always been fascinated I'm like the dude's 70 something years old what does his team look like around him what does his day look like on how he navigates this recruiting trail and then how does he how does he do this and um but I, I am curious to see just how long because Kirby's not going to be able to – he's pushed himself hard <laughs> his entire career. But obviously since he's been at Georgia, you, you see, somebody mentioned it. It looks like he's lived a presidency. Like he looks yeah. like how a, yeah. how a president comes into office, they do their eight-year term and how they look when they come out. That's what he – that's what he looks like now. And, uh, A, I think something will have to change 
um, in terms of maybe not so much in the rules of how all this works, but in terms of this is how you have to operate your program, like to get more efficient, to to reduce the intensity of it from the sake of you're not just work working harder you, you have to work smarter through some of this stuff and all this we talk about it i feel like we talk about it every week there's pendulum swings and how all this stuff works but in terms of the intensity of recruiting unless there's rules and regulations put around this nil stuff it's just going to keep it's just going to keep getting bigger and so mm. I, I don't i don't know how this is going to what this is going to look like but uh my concern is him getting burnt out and just not being able to do it anymore uh and i don't think we're in fear of that happening anytime soon, but he, he, he wears it close to the vest and and you can, you can see it on him uh, some days more than others. You definitely can. I mean, he, like I said, he looks like a totally different person uh, compared to what he did. uh, What? Six, six years ago, five years ago uh, in that national championship game. And um, I mean, my wife even talks about how he's gained a lot of weight and let's be honest. It's, it's pretty true, (laughs) but you know, Kirby, I just kind of picture him, if he's eating a meal, he's eating a meal on the go kind of thing, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm sure he's just not getting the nutrition that, I've always heard that he's got, and I, I don't know who this guy is, maybe you do, but I've, I've always heard about, he's got this, this uh, crazy manager who like plans out every single day for him kind of thing and, and where he's got to be and when and how long he's going to be there and, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of jobs require that kind of, I mean, not, not even just a secretary. I mean, I'm talking about a full-fledged, like, this guy runs his life kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you, you wonder how much a guy like that is going to adapt to, hey, let's make sure you get your, you know, your nutrition in, get some sort of a workout in, uh, and, you know, eat right. And um, so, anyway, I, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. But, uh, anyway, it just I kind of just had that pop in my head when we were, when we were thinking about it and, uh, but you know, the whole Mike Leach thing is, is I think opened up a lot of eyes, but, uh, on, on, on the opposite end of the spectrum, really positive news that we has kind of come up since we last recorded, um, the weekend after we recorded the last episode, uh, old Stetson got to be a part of the Heisman ceremony. He is the first player to go to the Heisman, Heisman ceremony since, uh, I think it was, was a Garrison Hurst in 92, right? Um, Man, it's crazy to think that it's been 30 years since we've even had a guy get invited up to New York. Uh, Chancy, did you get to see much of the the ceremony and all that? What do you think? I didn't. I didn't get to see much of it, uh, but uh, I, I was I was just excited he was there. I mean, to to me, him being there was was to me winning the whole thing for us in terms of just having a guy there to your point, we haven't had anybody there in so long. So that was awesome. And, uh, and I felt, uh, and I, I love, I mean, the whole thing about him going up there caused an uproar, man. I mean, there was, there was people all kinds of pissed and just a microcosm of his whole football career, getting to go to the Heisman to be celebrated for being a great football player. And people are still just wanting to just bash him for nothing like i mean they have nothing on this guy because he wasn't a five-star recruit it's funny you see like baker mayfield be a walk-on and get all the love transfer schools and do all this stuff and and then you look at stetson just for some reason he's still getting doubted and he's the only one that goes to new york that has a ring (laughs) 
(laughs) and you and you and it's just the funniest thing to me because and then what really got me was I thought there was a chance he would get fourth or third and third in the running like I was like there's a chance he might sneak up into that third spot he almost did he he was close And, and I knew he was close but I was like you know I want him to get that third spot, but I really want him to get that fourth spot because I just want to rub it in that much more and just give him, just give me every chip on the shoulder you can possibly give me because winning the Heisman is like a, is it's almost like a, uh, a bane of, of, it's like a, a national championship. Like in a lot of situations, you just, you don't end up getting the trophy, uh, when you, when you win the Heisman and, uh, but, but to see, to see the, A, I, I loved, seeing him up there and I felt like he should be up there and, and I'm, I'm a little biased, but I, I felt like he earned that spot to, to be there. And especially when you look at his career work, what he has done, which is what the Heisman trophy used to be about. It used to be about your body of work. Now it's just how many stats yep. can the quarterback put up. Uh, yep. But the, uh, but, but I was, I was pumped about it and, and was excited. And I think he, he did a great, uh, he did a great job and, and represented us well as he, as he has, as he always has. It, it was awesome. And it's one of those things that, you know, I think you and I have talked about how, I mean, not Hollywood, if they ever try to make a movie of, of, of Stetson Bennett, I'm going to boycott it because you, one, you're not going to find a kid who's going to like man all these all these actors these days that try to play these these <laughs> these uh athletes in these movies they look like like uh they did a movie was it Kurt Warner's movie that like uh looks awesome in theory it's a great story but the the guy looked like he couldn't throw it 10 yards kind of thing like that's that's the kind of stuff that just ruins a story for me like leave remember the titans where it is kind of thing like that's an awesome movie Friday night lights a great movie but you, I mean, with what Hollywood is these days, I mean, you you can't remake, you can't make the Stetson Bennett. They could not dream that movie up. Of course, they will probably try to. But I mean, what he's come from. I mean, Kid Anna was asking me. She's like, so like, when when what was the first team that that Stetson was on? You know, at Georgia. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Kid Anna, he was running, and she did. I had to explain to her what a scout team was. But I was like, she was, he was running the scout team for the Rose Bowl, he was emulating Baker Mayfield for the Rose Bowl uh, in preparation. And, and, you know, during 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 the practice in the middle of the week in the inning. And that's the beginning of his legend was that he was giving these guys fits being Baker Mayfield in the system, running around, slinging, the, you know, just probably playing some backyard football like he still does today sometimes. And, uh, man, just an awesome story. And then for that to all come full circle to, you know, so starting there and then 2020 season, he gets thrown in uh, whenever Dewan was struggling against Arkansas and was just questioned so much. We lost Alabama that year. And then, obviously, JT ends up coming in later in the season. We play some cupcakes, and then we eventually win the Peach, Peach Bowl. Uh, but then – last year being what it was and then him winning winning out the that job you know of course JT had to get hurt at some point and we don't know what the full story was but then for him to kind of win that job last year and then this year be it's his team at 25 years old uh and I'm I skipped over the Juco period but you know at 25 years old it's his team and then this kid from Blackshear two-star prospect against all odds gets invited to New York man I think it's just a 
awesome story. Uh, and like I said, Hollywood Hollywood could never do that justice. We just need a good documentary. That's what we need. We just need a few good mm-hmm. documentaries. That's that's. I feel like that's kind of that way we can hear him. Uh, stumble through some comments and and, and say some funny things and <laughs> he's not <laughs> the best interviewer that's for sure no he's not and I had the I had the opportunity to be at his uh, I, th- I guess I don't know if it was his first public speaking gig but one of his first ones in, uh, he did the FCA banquet at lounge and uh, gave it everything he could <laughs> and uh, it was it was cool to see him up there. He, he gave more heart than uh, than Tim Tebow did. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, but uh, but anyway, it was it was fun to see and and we just got to. I think it. I think the whole um, award season. We had a lot of guys up for awards this year. I mean, when you're in the college football playoff, you're going to have a lot of uh, you're going to have a lot of guys. Or I think. Munkin was up for the assistant coach of the year award. We had offensive line was uh, up for they the, lost the Michigan offensive right, line. Right, which Come is the, on, man. which uh, which also gets me super excited. I, I mean, I feel like we got snubbed on a lot of these things, and um, and, and so I, I was the the individual awards and the, the the position group awards. They don't mean anything, but it's good to have rep. It's not they don't mean anything. The, the main thing is to win it all, but you, you it's still good to be recognized for doing a great job and, and being recognized for the work that you put in. And we had guys sprinkled around uh, during during that season, and, and so it was cool to cool to see that. And, I mean, we just got a lot of guys that are, that are playing well and, and coaches that are coaching well, and, and it's just we just our entire life have never had had this kind of stuff happen. So it's been it's been fun to fun to watch and. I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about the direction because it just it, we're we're not trending the other way. I mean, we're this is this is by all accounts is if you look at our coaching staff and you look at how we're how we've already talked about how we're recruiting. I mean, there's at any point we're gonna have, we're gonna have coaches that are we're, that we're gonna be cycling through. But you look at some of our coaches. I mean, there's a good chance that our coaches don't go anywhere for a while and uh, and our bought into what we're trying to do and uh i think we'll have some of those position coaches move around but it's going to be interesting to to see but i feel i'm I'm excited about where we're at from talent coaching players it's it's been fun and and we're starting to see what that that culture and that that mentality and it is what it does and it, it builds up every Every group, every position group, everybody feeds on it and uh, feeds on that that way of thinking and that way of, of operating. And so uh, I'm I'm excited to get some recognition. I was glad we got um, snubbed on a few of these just to keep pissing our players off. That's what I was. That's what I was kind of. If we're not going to win it, piss them off. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was which one? What was the one that was it? The Nagurski Award that. No, maybe it's not a Nagurski. Uh, whatever the Chris Smith was up for, and I really thought he should have won it. I don't know if he's like the best defensive back or, uh, or maybe best defensive player, but Chris Smith is one of those guys that I keep on. I'll, I'll I went and watched some highlights. I mean, gosh, dude, I've, I I finally got into this mode uh, sometime uh, a couple nights ago that I was just like, man, I need to, I just need to get pumped, and because this is, I mean. It's easy to get. I mean, it's been what three weeks now, uh, close to it, since our last game, and uh, it's easy for even the fans to get to a point where they're like, "Ah, 
I'm low. I'm I'm almost loads of sleep. Like, why do we have to wait almost a month to play this game? Uh, and I I always love the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day tradition. I don't know why people like to get married on New Year's Eve, uh, but I'm happy I'm not the one that's having to deal with it. Um, Stop bringing it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just it's 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 funny because like. Man, you got it's almost like you got to refocus. You got to refocus the team. The team is in Atlanta already. You know, of course they they're they're prepping in Atlanta. They're practicing in Atlanta. It's great that they like okay, you got your Christmas and then come on back. Let's get to Atlanta and they're they're just in their in that setting for the rest of the week, right? And I I know they get to you're talking about bloody Tuesday. Uh man, good god. I mean, first of all, most of the reporters in there were, were Georgia reporters. I mean, I was I sat and watched the Ohio State part, and it was Anthony Dasher was like, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> Chip Towers was like, I swear, Chip Towers when he spoke, I was like, I could hear Kirby just cussing, cussing him, <laughs> like <laughs> even though he wasn't even in the room. But you know, it's just one of those things that. You know, you, you you see all this excitement and this anticipation uh, from from our side, and we're the ones that just came off of a national championship team. You know, a cha- national champion, and and man, you couldn't have. I mean, you the difference between the way the Ohio State. So I watched this the presser with the Ohio State uh, offense and then our our defense, and you know it was select few guys, but man, the way the the receivers, some of the receivers, I'm not going to say they were running their mouth, but they were just like, they kept on repeating, we deserve to be here. We deserve to be here. We know we earned the right to be here, you know, things like that. And just basically trying to vocally say that they should be there and the beat should be playing in this game and they earned it, right? And man, dude, there's no reason to say that. There's no, I mean, a Kirby smart team would never say that crap. You know why? Because they would go out and play the game and show that they earned it. And whenever all the Kirby's players got up there, I mean, you're talking about just splitting hairs. All the reporters were just like, give us something. But, man, they weren't doing nothing. They weren't saying nothing. I mean, they were throwing loaded questions left and right. And Chris Smith was just like, yeah, I say it's a good team. <laughs> you know, just giving them nothing to work with, and I love, love that discipline, man. It's awesome. It, it's it shows a lack from the Ohio State guys. It shows a lack of almost composure because it's like you're already there, like mm. you're actually at the state, like you're the, at the place that you're going to play the game. You don't have to tell people that you deserve to be yeah. there because you're already there. Don't waste your breath and and show the chinks in the armor, if you will, mm. but. The one thing you can say, and if you go back and look through our season, people are like, well, still Georgia had, Georgia gave up X number of points to LSU. Georgia played bad against Missouri, played bad against Kent State. I tell you one thing. If you look over the course of this year, when we get to the game that matters, when we get to the big game, it doesn't. we have not had an issue of being focused for the big game. No. Every big game that we've had this season. There has been zero question where our where our thought process was, where our mentality was, and what we were focused on. We were focused on beating the hell out of whoever we played, and that is just it's evident. And what yes, we I, I, we've talked about it all season. You, you you can see some lapses in maturity when you play like a Missouri or a Kent State, and just not getting focused, not getting not getting your mind right. 
and getting lulled to sleep a little bit. But you look at Oregon, you look at Tennessee, you look at the Florida game, you look at Auburn, you look at the the big matchups, and obviously the SEC championship. We came out just everything got a thirty-five to seven, and then then we kind of like ah, you know, we took our foot off the gas with three. It's not even fun anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was just it was unreal, Um, and uh, so to me, that's the the one confidence I have the, the big confidence I have going into this is I don't have to worry about where our mind is like mm-hmm. like to your point how we show up on stage like you're not going to get any words from our guys but you look at to your to what what you were talking about how did we operate on stage how are we focused what are we saying and and I feel like by now they don't have to prep them. <laughs> like they don't have to say anything they're just like you know the drill and yep. they and they get up there and uh, and and did their thing, and so that that's the one worry you don't have to have with this team is are they going to be focused? Are they going to be dialed in? And which was our concern at the beginning of at the beginning of the season. It says are these guys going to be dialed in after winning a national championship? Well, a lot of these guys didn't really. I mean, they contributed, but not a ton. And we missed like a lot of the the big the big names were gone. So they're fighting for theirs. They want to. They want to go down in history. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and so it's it, it's they're focused. They're 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 ready for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I think that's that's a great point, Chancey. I mean, basically, there's three players. I'm thinking about the defense here. There's three players on our defense that were were starters last year. I mean, Chris Smith, uh, Keely Ringo, and Jalen Carter. Which you know, Jalen. Uh, with with the guys that we had on that defense, I mean, Jalen didn't play every snap. I mean, I don't. Even, I'm not even sure if he played. Excuse me, if he started most games. Um, but then, I mean, we got a full. I mean, a whole new. Now Nolan being gone changes things. Nolan Smith would have been the fourth guy, and obviously he has a lot of games under his belt. Uh, but man, it's it's crazy the the amount of young talent that we have team, and and really the the just spectrum that we're covering between inexperienced guys, true freshmen like Michael Williams, Jalen Walker, uh, playing on that side of the field, uh, and, and, and all the way, all the way to like Kamari Lasser, you know, being in the middle with, you know, having a second year guy, red shirt guy. And, um, then you got Chris Smith who is playing his fifth year of college football. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to see, but man, it's, it's, this team is is hungry to, on on a level that I think surpasses last year because last year you don't lose fifteen guys to the draft and make it back to the CFP <laughs> like that just doesn't happen. I mean Alabama doesn't do that, uh, and I what we have accomplished already being thirteen and zero for the first time in school history. Uh, having an SEC championship, I mean, I think we're already past what a lot of people thought we would do this year. Because okay, fifteen guys in the draft, boom, uh, you're already out of contention for X, you know, X and Y and Z and whatever. And dude, these guys just have every single one of them have bought in. Even I mean, Jalen, we, we I know we have kept on talking about it, but man, he gets hurt. There's this all this drama after the Missouri game. There's all this talk about him wrapping it up, you know, and just going and just prepping for the NFL draft. And man, that dude has been playing with his hair on fire. He's lifting quarterbacks up in the air. I mean, he's just going crazy, and he's playing on a level to where he just keeps inching up those draft boards, man. 
I mean, he's he started probably, I think, at the beginning of the year, people were like, ah, top five. He's like, ah, top three, top two. He might be number one. But when all is said and done, if somebody doesn't take him number one, I mean, these quarterbacks are all super overrated. C.J. Stroud is a less talented Justin Fields is all he is, uh, and we'll get into that. Uh, but he's a less talented Justin Fields. Uh, Bryce Young, I think, is probably the most talented quarterback in, in this class. Dude, is he's short. I mean, he's short for I mean, an NFL quarterback, they're going to talk about that. He's shorter than Stetson Bennett. So why would you forego this generational talent at a defensive tackle position who is going to make an immediate impact uh, for a guy who's like, eh, he might be a project. Why, why do that? So anyway, I I don't want to try to tell people how to do their jobs, but you know, pretty much just need to they need to tune into the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, no doubt that all the NFL scouts and GMs are are listening to us to make sure they know everything about the <laughs> the, the dogs players that are, that are coming out this year. But everybody's going to know number eighty eight, and I feel pretty confident that after this weekend and then. Lord willing, another game that his name will uh, remain high atop uh, many many draft boards, and uh, I feel I feel pretty confident about that, especially with all the crap coming out about Todd McShay saying the stuff that he said about his character. I'm like I'm like, dude, just keep pouring it on, man. I'm yeah. like, just keep putting kerosene on the fire at this point. Like, just piss my guy off. Just piss him off. Just get him yeah. focused. And it's fun, it's funny to hear all these guys talking about. Uh, people get asked in these interviews about what Todd McShay said, and they're all just kind of looking around like, we have no idea where that came from. Like, there, there's nothing, <laughs> there's no character issues with this guy. And so uh, I'm, I I want all of it. Keep giving giving it to me. G- give me all this just nonsense because it's just, yeah. just going to get my guys more focused, and, and I'll take every every part of it I can get. I mean, truly, the only thing, the first time we've ever seen him – in a situation where he's kind of opened his mouth was against Missouri pregame this year. And then, of course, he goes and gets hurt in that game, so it, it makes it kind of a little bit more glaring of a subject. But that is literally – I mean, like, these Missouri guys are all ganging up on him, and it's like, dude, Jalen Carter could probably kill you all. but At the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1v5, I've got Jalen. Give me – maybe let me put money on 88. Uh but I don't know, man. It just, I was so pissed about that. I really was. Cause like the kid, I mean, you never hear anything bad about him. He doesn't talk. There's the reason that he's not in these press conferences. It's cause he doesn't talk. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just wild to think that Todd McShay's just, I mean, I used to like the guy, but like you, you go and talk about my boy like that. And you, you're going to be, you're going to be in my doghouse at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Uh, We're done, Todd. We, you suck. <laughs> Uh, well, Chancey, let's, uh, I know we've, we, we're at 40 minutes here, 41 minutes almost. And, uh, we have yet to really cover a whole lot about Ohio, Ohio state. Not that we have a abundant, uh, amount of, uh, information that we need to, to tell everybody about. But, um, I was just going to say, you know, just starting off real quick and, and I know we probably won't have a whole lot of a preview, but you know, I don't know how much big 10 football. You have seen this year, but I I like to watch. I mean, I'm I'm one of those idiots that watches the. I mean, I'll watch the Tuesday night Mac games, right? Uh, 
So I've seen a little bit of Ohio State this year. I watched a little bit of that. Mostly they're close games. The Northeastern, not Northeastern, Northwestern, <laughs> Northwestern, uh, Maryland. Uh, they played. Uh, they played both those teams close, and obviously got to watch a little bit of the uh, the quote unquote the game. Uh, Michigan versus Ohio State, dude. Big Ten football is not what it used to be. Wisconsin is terrible. The Big Ten West is is god awful. And you look at this, you look at their schedule, Chancey. I mean, look at Ohio State's schedule. They started off the, the, the year playing a Notre Dame team that was obviously overrated. They were top five in the preseason poll. Uh, they ended up losing four games this year, two of them, one of them being against Marshall at home, and then one of them being against Stanford at home. Stanford is ass. Anyway, uh, so they end up rattling off some wins against some terrible opponents for the first half of the season. They ended up, and then, I mean, not even just the first half. I mean, all the way up till almost the last weekend in October, they played Iowa, and Iowa's t- just so bad this year. The Big Ten West didn't have a single team that had a nine-win season. Good to put God. that in perspective, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you got this entire division that sucks, and then they played Penn State, and Penn State was, you know, hey, at the time was ranked fairly high. They ended up losing a couple of games, one of them being against Michigan, one of them being against Ohio State. They got blown out by by Michigan. So you got this best win hanging their hat on Penn State. Then they follow up with against Northwestern, have lackluster performance. Then they played uh, Maryland fairly close until they get a late turnover and touchdown. Then they lose to Michigan in the shoe, handily. So I'm looking at their body of work, and I know people are going to compare it to our body of work, Chancey. Like, at the front half of the season, what 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 did Georgia do? We played, we beat the piss out of Oregon, and then we played lackluster against lower opponents. Then we beat South Carolina at South Carolina, very bad. Then we go to Missouri, and we had this close game against Missouri, ended up winning it fairly late in fourth quarter, and since then have pretty much dominated everybody with the exception of Kentucky. We've dominated everybody else on our on our uh, schedule from there on out. So I think it was an eye-opening experience. I think you and I discussed that, how we were going to use that as kind of a pivotal moment, moment uh, in our season. But Chansey, I'm looking at this Ohio State team and what they've done this year, what they've accomplished, who they beat, how they played, uh, and what they have available to them. Coming into this game, they don't have Travion Henderson. They don't have a uh, uh, Smith and Jigba. Man, they've got some weapons. A couple of guys are receivers. They still have their uh, leading uh, uh, rusher coming back. But man, what this team doesn't have is any good defensive players. They don't have a defense, and that's going to be the biggest point in this game. Well, I'm gonna uh, give it to my my buddy Klein here. He sent me some uh, some stats. I was mentioning to you earlier. Uh, Georgia hit, or Ohio State has given up 30 points three times this year to Michigan, Maryland, and Penn State. And we've given up 30 points one time to LSU in a game that we didn't play the last half. And so yeah. we, we had built up such a lead that we didn't didn't really matter. Um, so there's potential uh, to, to exploit uh, the, their defense. And, and the one thing I will say is to, to kind of – to kind of bring it down to earth uh, is 
I, I do think that their defense is definitely not – because you, you always – back in the day, I mean, Ohio State used to always have the DBs. They used to always have – they were known to have strong defense, like always guys going to the – Oh, they've the had NFL. some great defensive backs I mean, in the past, yeah. They've they've been known for that. And, and this is not that year. And um, But from a defensive standpoint, one of the things is everybody's doubting them right now. And everybody is not giving them the light of day. And so what does a month of preparation – and a fire under your butt, and and what, and, and still they've got talent. So I mean, it's not like these guys are just scrubs running around out there. It's not their best year defensively, but uh, going to come out, and, and I mean, I think they're going to put up one of their better performances of the year. And, and so I just I, I feel like they're 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 going to be focused too on this. And so I, I don't think it's going to be a huge blowout, especially from the the start of the game. I, I think they're. Their defense has plenty of weaknesses. To me, it's are we going to be able to establish a run and be able to out-physical them at the line and be able to control that, and are we going to have our whole playbook at our disposal? And right. so I think you let Stetson get out, make a few – let him hold on to the ball a couple of times on some of those reads and some of those those option plays and let him take it around, spread them out a little bit, and then we run the ball and beat the crap out of them. I mean, I just think that we can <laughs> – I think if we're able to run the ball early – and, and suffocate them from that standpoint, then that opens up uh, all of our just the plethora of guys that we have that can catch the ball. And, and so for me, it's it's if we can establish a run game on this defense, which Michigan was able to do, uh, then I feel I feel good about it. I feel, I feel confident. But um, I do not think there been, there's been talk about their the physical nature of their defense. I think their defense is going to play better than what people are making it out to be at this point. Um, I th- we, we've still got to show up and play the game. But um, do I think it tilts our way uh, from, a, from a physical standpoint? Absolutely. I mean, you look at – we got Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers blocking on the edge, and it's like – what do you even what do you even do? <laughs> and then you got Rose then you got Rosemi Rosemi coming in from the coming in from the outside to to seal the line and you're like, Well, yeah. <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> so, and I mean it, it's but so I like like I said, I guess I'm giving I'm gonna give Ohio State some credit, but we, we got the boys and, and they're gonna be they're gonna be dialed in. We do, man. And so I mean you look at the guys personnel that that Ohio State has what what scares you about Ohio State? So they don't have their uh, number one receiver, right? But they still have two guys that have over a thousand yards for the season. Uh, obviously, everybody knows who Marvin Harrison is. His son, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, is the leading receiver for the team. And then the guy uh, that I don't think uh, everybody was expecting to be a big contributor this year, that Egbuka guy. Uh, is also a thousand yard receiver. Julian Fleming. I'm actually looking at their stats. I mean, he, I think he's a true freshman. I believe he was a highly rated guy. I believe he was a five star guy uh, who's going to end up being probably their third guy in this game. Um, it's interesting because they've got these weapons and C.J. Stroud. Like I said, I mean, not that I'm not trying to dog the guy a lot. Like the guy is a good good quarterback. He really is. But what he is not is. He's not actually much of a runner, and it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see. He's only got seventy four yards on the season, and of course that's a net yardage. But at the same time, he's not exactly he's mobile, but he is not a runner. Is the best way to put it. He's got thirty thirty three hundred yards for the season, thirty three forty actually. Um, now that's one less game 
than what we have played, but actually that's actually less than what Stetson has thrown for the year. Uh, with, of course, like I said, with one one less game. Um, but what scares you about this Ohio State offense is they do a really good job of opening up um, zones, in a sense. I mean, what they do is, I mean, they spread the ball out and they will use these talented athletes that they have on the, on the outside to create these concepts and have a guy just sit in an area between players but in a zone and make a play off of that. Or they'll take, instead of making that guy, you know, throw, making that ball, taking that throw to the surefire, you know, first down or five-yard uh, completion or whatnot, they'll send a guy down the sidelines. I mean, Marvin Harrison, that's what he is – that is what he's done for the year. Him and Egbuka as well. Uh, they both are guys that can streak down the field uh, and make a big play. And so that's what I'm most concerned about with this Ohio State team is them just slinging the ball down the field and getting behind our defense. And I think we kind of said the same thing for Tennessee. We really pretty much said the same thing for LSU. If you've got a talented receiver and he's got speed, what's the best thing you can do for him? I mean, what do we do with Arian Smith? If Arian Smith, if number 11 is on the field, he's going to be streaking down down the slot. He's going to be streaking down the sideline. Um, excuse me, on the hash or on the sideline. So, man, it's, it's going to be a chess match with how – I don't know if they're a much of a screen team. But that could be another thing where we, I would feel like they they would think that they have an advantage. But I would feel like our physicality on the outside would dominate them if they think they can do that. I am most concerned, like I said, with those. I mean, when we played Alabama in 2020, and 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 we did a much better job about it. You know, the next time we played them, obviously. Uh, but when we played them in 2020, I remember their their mesh concepts just effed us up. We just could not keep up with these talented receivers, speedy guys that were crossing the field. And I, I mean, maybe with one less guy, uh, with with uh, Smith and Jigba being out, uh, maybe it's different. But that was one of the things that killed us in that game. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe it won't be that big of a deal if there's only two guys on the field that are you know these superior athletes. So, um, Jancy, it's it's. Top to bottom, they've got a good offense. Their defense is just lacking. It's not like, you know, going to the days whenever – I mean, you remember James Laurinaitis, the inside linebacker? They used to have these inside linebackers and defensive tackles. They were just nasty. They've got some guys. I'm not trying to say they don't have some guys. They have recruited at a very high level, but this is not the Ohio State defenses that we are used to seeing uh, in years past. Well, and you, you mentioned it too about C.J. He still – Number two in the Heisman uh, this year. I mean, he talented guy, and, and they've got they've got the weapons, and so you can't sleep on them. But I do think we have a lot of speed on the outside. Uh, obviously, we were able to snuff out Tennessee and, and prevent any big plays. But you have to expect there's going to be a few big plays, and so the big thing for us is don't let them get past you. Don't let them score on a big play. Get them in the red zone. Ben, don't break. So th- th- that's the big that's the big thing here. If we're holding them to field goals, if they're if they they could have a thousand yards in this game, but if we're holding them to field goals, it that's where we that's where we that's where we win. And, and so don't don't give up the big play, the big score. Not so much the big play. Don't give up the big score. You're talking about like we talked about during the LSU game um, when you had uh, Kamari 
hawking down the the running back on that big play he's streaking or he runs yep. up the middle don't give up the yep. big play um and and man make those make those plays and make those opportunities uh count and and, and for me that's where if their offense is super talented and uh and so you just can't you can't if we're if we're sticking with them scoring, you just don't want to give up a lead on them. Like you don't want to get a, a multi-score lead, and give them a multi-score lead that you have to come back and dig out of. Uh, and, and so I think if if we're keeping it keeping with them, if this is a back and forth kind of game early on, I don't think it will be. But if there is the potential for that happening, uh, I feel good about that. I feel like deep in the game we're going to be able to something's going to happen and turn the turn the tide here. I think there's going to be a big special teams play. There had, I mean, we obviously had a couple had a big one against uh, LSU, but there's going to be a special team play that's going to bounce our way that uh, I the thing is going to give us a little bit of momentum, but I think I think CJ throws at least I think he throws a pick this game. So he doesn't do that very often, but I'm feeling I'm feeling like he's got one in the one in the hopper here that he needs to burn before the end of the year. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We got 30, 37 touchdowns and six interceptions. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if that got bumped up to seven or eight right there. No, no doubt. Yeah, he doesn't get sacked a lot either. There, Paris. What was his last name? There's a his tackle. His I think it's a left tackle. Paris something. He was a five star prospect from Ohio. You know, kind of homegrown kind of guy. Uh, he is he is nasty. Very very good player on their offensive line, um, but he doesn't cover Jalen Carter. <laughs> he doesn't block. The one, the one thing the one thing we, that we do have is just going to be can we get that? Like CJ doesn't get sacked a lot. He's getting rid of the ball fast. I mean, you got these receivers yeah. that are coming out of these breaks quick, and so he's getting the J- ball out. Fields did the same thing. Yep. Right. I mean, it's the same offense that they're running, and so yep. you're not. I don't expect us to have a ton of sacks this game, but can you just do any kind of disruption? Can you can you get any into his face? Make him make him throw some some errant throws to get that opportunity to get a turnover. And so that's where for, for us it's it's about can we cause some type of disruption to him because they're they're that is going they're going to get it out faster than they normally do because they're yep. they're going to be terrified of eighty eight. And so um, we don't have the edge rush that we're that we're used to uh but i still think we'll be able to get pressure and uh because like you said you don't really have to worry about him taking off but he can extend the play and he can get out there and make a play that's he's a pocket passer like that's his that's his number one that's his bread and butter but um can we just cause any kind of disruption to to, to make that happen and i think we've got the guys physically on the outside that can play with these guys but we saw and i mean i know we were letting off the gas a little bit we are not impervious to, um, to to the deep ball, and, and, and LSU showed that. And I know, like I said, we, we weren't on our game at that point, but uh, we've it has happened to us uh, before. And so we, but we have we have guys on the outside they haven't seen this season, and, and, yeah. and so and just as the defense as a whole, that gives me that gives me confidence uh, about. Uh, where we're at because our defensive backs are going to play well. Uh, they're they're going to they're going to play hard. They're going to be physical, and, and I don't think from a front seven standpoint, Ohio State. I think you think you brought up a good point. We've we've got the we've we've still got the dudes uh, on the our, our linebackers that are going to be faster than any linebackers they've played all year, and so yeah, you're, we're we're going to be able to cover any. We're going to be able to 
contain a lot of that um, uh, a lot of that stuff if that's what they're going to try to to pull on us. You know, when when they played in 2020, when they played Clemson in the semifinal, and they kind of ended up dominating Clemson. If you go back and watch the highlights from that game, the biggest reason they won that game was because they had Trey Sermon. And he ran all over Clemson. They dominated the line of scrimmage, and he ran physical football running downhill. And they got this Mayan Williams kid who I just looked. He's two. They have him listed at two twenty five, five nine, two twenty five. I mean, that's a bulky running back. I really have not heard. I mean, I haven't exactly watched a lot of Ohio State football, but I've watched enough to where I would have thought I would heard his name. Uh, but I am. I was unfamiliar with him. Chevion Henderson was a guy kind of last year. He had a really big year kind of as a true freshman. And I really, you know, he's hurt. He's not playing in this game. And he was the one that I knew more about. And he's a hell of a player. Uh, but, you know, you've got one the one guy who's going to be leading their rushing attack. And then if he has to be spelled, they've got, uh, I think, a true freshman. And they have a, a, a converted uh, back from from running back to linebacker back to line back to running back uh as their other backup and so that's going to be the thing is that if we can i mean we need to lean heavily on number six number 30 number two number two has been playing a lot better i want to see his ass get out there and 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 if he's going to play if he wants to prove himself this is the game to get out there and do it man his he is he is too big to be running into the backs of our offensive line and just falling down on his face because I've seen him, I've seen greatness from him, and I've seen him play pretty poorly. <laughs> and we we need him to be on on his highest level in this game. And uh, man, dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's the thing. We're going to throw the football. I mean, I think we've seen we are a very balanced team. It may be even more so a pass heavier team than we are, have been in the past. Uh, but man, I think this game is going to be won with whoever can run the ball better. And I don't think they're going to be able to do what they did a few years ago with Trey Sermon against this defensive front. This is just way too the the team top to bottom. I know we've talked about it is not crazy talented. I mean, and people are going to say like, oh, they're just stacking five stars. I know we talked about it last episode. That's not true. We're not. This is this team is not full five stars that are starting in this game but what you're seeing is the discipline the you know quote-unquote culture what kirby has just hammered into these guys and he, they're all buying in and they're playing at that elite level and it's it's been awesome awesome to see and so i i, I don't know man i think control line of scrimmage have a solid rushing attack obviously Outweigh their rushing, their rushing attack. Um, keep C.J. Stroud. I mean, keep him scared, man. There's a reason why when you watch that presser and you saw the Ohio State guys um, on their offense, they, they so they when they're doing scout team, you know, they know these guys. They don't know Michael Williams. They don't know the, you know, they don't talk about Jalen Carter, even though they know know who Jalen Carter is. They say 13, 88, you know, uh, 33. Whoever's on that side of the field and the, the numbers that he listed off, I'm like, man, he's talking about some true freshmen on that side of the field. I mean, Michael Williams is going to have to be a big uh, factor in this game. And, man, I, I'm i excited to see how these guys come out and how they perform. And, 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 and damn, if I'm not going to uh, 
you know, make sure my, my son is asleep and, and good and asleep and comfortable. And then I'm going to be cracking over, <laughs> cracking up in some beers and be nervous <laughs> as hell come eight o'clock on, on this Saturday. Well, uh, this time last year, we were in a very, um, I was emotionally distraught. I was defeated. I was, uh, I was a puddle of misery. I was wallowing in self pity. Uh, didn't know how life could go on. I uh, just didn't know if it was. I just figured it would always be this way. And then we go down. This team would go down to Miami, and we play a game that still I'm just surprised by. Like I just go back and watch that game, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Un freaking believable. Uh, we caught Michigan. They were they were just happy to be there. And but a dude that showed up in that game, and this is where this is one place that Ohio State has struggled with this season is at receiver. And a guy that showed up and had ended up having two really good games was number five. Mm. And I've just got something in my loins telling me that number five is going to bounce back from this and just have a few pretty big catches. And I think there's going to be some um, there's some openings in this Ohio State. We talked about their defensive backs, and, and I think Stetson's going to have some opportunity to get it to some guys. But I feel like Five's going to show up, and we got to see him. He he wasn't he didn't get much uh, he didn't get much he got a ball thrown to him a couple times. There's a couple times that he, something tells me him and Stetson have been chatting since the SEC championship game, and um, he's going to want the ball, and he's going to get an opportunity to play. And, and then I feel I, I feel like he's going to show up in a in a big way. So something something's telling me that it's going to it's going to happen. So. Our boy AD will be back. Lad, uh, Lord willing, will be back. And um, yeah, so. we didn't even mention the injuries, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, there's. I think Kirby was basically saying they anticipate Lad for certain being back, and then McClendon was a little bit more of a question mark. Uh, which man, I would hate to see it uh, seventy if he can't go. Uh, but I think I think that it sounds like to me pretty much everybody's going to be full go. Like yeah. I mean, you think I don't think Warren McClendon. You're talking about a Brunswick boy, man. I mean, I don't. I don't think McClendon is going to uh, miss out on this opportunity. Uh, so, no. it's going to be fun, man. Our guys are our guys are focused and they're ready for it. And uh, it, it's it's crazy that to your point of being kind of lulled to sleep and you just have this long gap. So much happens over these three weeks with with Christmas and and, and holidays and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, man, we're here. It's game week. Yeah. We've we've got a we've got the biggest game of the season so far coming up and uh and we get to play ohio state now we hadn't even talked about it but must champ today in the press conference uh the last question they asked him was um any any memories from the uh citrus bowl back in back in what was it 93 or whatever it was and 92 i think or 92 and uh and he said uh he said we were at a luncheon and uh i saw uh herb street because herb street was a quarterback then i saw herb street throw a pass to somebody in the room, and I was like, "Yeah, we got a pretty good shot to win this thing." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Make sure he knows I said that." I was like, "That's pretty good." <laughs> that was the best part. And the thing is, he really didn't even hardly crack a smile either. He's like, he he meant what he said, and and you know, we were talking about all this discipline from the players, and the only thing that came out of that press conference that that was quote unquote bulletin board material from it was from a coach <laughs> so oh man i must champ is one of those dudes i know we've kind of gone back and forth about it but like man it what the fact that he is on this coaching staff is is awesome and i've completely i'm just completely past the whole 
Florida and South Carolina saga and all that. So, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's here and it feels weird. It's, it's just such a, like you focus so much on like, I mean, the craziness that was this past weekend and Christmas and, and obviously New Year's Eve is a, a big holiday for, for some, apparently people like to get married on it, but uh, keep bringing uh, this up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, bringing I'm not it the up. one getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm upset for you. It's what I am. But then also my, my wife is going to a wedding. Thank you thank the lord that she's not making me go um but uh you know i'm taking care of the child so you know it, it there's a compromise Thanks, there um but uh yeah i'm happy to do it man we're gonna hang out we're gonna watch football uh but man it's it's one of those this is one of those pinch me kind of situations right just won the national championship you and i talked several times about how like are we ever even going to see that happen boom it happens last year we're on a cloud nine go through this year first undefeated season in the history of of, of georgia football uh regular season uh first 13 uh, excuse me first undefeated and 13 and 0 championship season and um now we're sitting here at, at, with a great opportunity to beat a, a big 10 team and go to the national championship in in la and I don't, it's almost like I blinked and like we were beating the piss out of Oregon. I blinked and we're here, you know, and, uh, man, it's, uh, it's been an awesome ride. We're gonna, I think I feel really good about the fact that this game is played in Atlanta. We're favored by six and a half points and, uh, man, it's just, uh, crazy to think that we are right back here again and, uh, going to play our third game of the year in Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Wild. Just wild, and uh, but but man, it's been been fun, been been a fun year. Um, hopefully, we got a couple more games to couple more games to to go through. But uh, either way, we will uh, we'll be back to to talk about this again. Uh, yes, uh, he's he's been beating around the bush, but I do have a wedding uh, that I have to be at uh, the evening the evening during the evening prior to the game. Fortunately, I was so thankful we got the eight o'clock slot. Um, I was praying hard during that uh, that that twelve hour gap or whatever it was before we found out, and um, uh, but I was telling you guys today I'm either gonna develop a, a strong COVID cough around uh, six or six thirty, or you gave me some other tips on some some uh, <laughs> things to things to do. But um, anyway, I will be watching this game and I will. I will I will be fully engaged uh, to say the least. Uh, but anyway, hey, so it, it was it was never happen. a doubt. And it, and honestly, I'm more mentioning the the wedding thing because I'm just so thankful that I'm not going to have to go to this wedding that my wife is going to. So which is like a it's at seven o'clock. So it's oh literally like the God, like <laughs> the point of the yeah, it's at seven o'clock. So the point of this wedding is little. And my father in law, bless his soul is literally having to and I mean huge dog fan uh, has you know basically took took me to taking me to so many different games and he's having to go and it's like a oh like the reception's lasting till midnight kind of thing cuz it's new year's eve <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I in that situation I'm like I'll go to the ceremony I'll do. I'll go through the formalities, but then I am calling tail back to our house to go watch this football game. Anyway, 
Uh, it's not me. We are. Uh, we're 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 gonna be holding down the fort up in uh up in Athens, uh, Oconee area. And uh, man, it's just one of those weeks that like, does anybody ever get any work done <laughs> during this week? <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's just try to make it to make it a Saturday and uh, and just go get a W against against Ohio State. Man, I, I feel feel pretty good like i said we're favored by six and a half points let's see if that number i hope it kind of creeps up a little bit let's uh let's uh try to lay it on them a little bit just don't turn the freaking ball over sweet mother of god stop turning the ball over (laughs) it's like just quit it (laughs) just stop it and we will be just fine (laughs) i mean i can't ask for anything else just don't turn the ball over lord and if we don't do that we'll be great so anyway, that's my that's my two cent. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not getting I'm gonna, mad enough about it. I say it every week, but then we keep doing it, and so I'd yeah. like for us to, to go ahead and sure that up. How many turnovers did we have against LSU? I know we had the one fumble on the uh, between him and Kendall. I think it was just one, but we still we did. didn't have a pick, did we? No, we yeah, didn't we. Play. I don't know. We still did. <laughs> okay, hey, we're never happy. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, uh, limit the mistakes. The team, it's like we always say, I mean, it, the team that makes the least mistakes more than likely is going to win the football game. I mean, more like 90% of the time kind of thing. And so let's uh, let's put our best foot forward and, and, and get to work, man, and, and finish. Uh, hopefully they had a good Bloody Tuesday. If it, uh, By the way, all those reporters were like, what's Bloody Tuesday? Like, will you expound on that? And it's just like, good God, like, Anybody that played high school football knows that Tuesday was the, always the worst freaking practice. You beat the piss out of each other the whole time, <laughs> and then you ran like hell. I mean, that, everybody knows that because me- Mondays were always like it's a tough practice, but you always usually had film and all this stuff. But Tuesday was like, all right, let's just literally let's see how much we can beat the piss out of each other. Uh, Oklahoma and, for for three hours. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know, man. It's just all these reporters are just so out of sync sometimes. One guy got in there and referred. He's refer, he's talking to Coach Muschamp and he calls him Will. And I'm just like, you did you just do that? This guy's gonna bite your face off. Anyway, oh goodness gracious! That's didn't funny. mean to didn't mean to get that that far into it uh, this late I in the pod, that. but uh, <laughs> that just like just blows my mind. Uh, Jancy, plans for the game? Uh, just get out of that wedding as fast as possible. <laughs> that's that is the only plan at this point. So um, I'll figure. I'm figuring out the rest, but that's that's where I'm at. Where, so. Where's the wedding at? Is it in Valdosta? It's actually where it's actually where I got married. So it's down in Valdosta. So it's it's yeah. south. It's kind of like uh, on the south end of Valdosta. So I'll either be heading to a buddy's house or. Hadn't quite figured all the hadn't quite figured out all those details yet, but we're working on those as we speak. So, I, I'm going to uh, assume you're going to you're going to hop in a in a car and be hauling tail uh, like I, I I would be as well. Uh, well, that's uh, I'm glad that you're. I, I I figured you had it figured out. Whenever you said you were going had having to go to a wedding, I was like, yeah, I, I bet he's got a plan. Uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, watching it on TV as well, not going to the game with taking care of of our son and and then also uh you know probably gonna put him to bed at my brother's house watch the game probably stay over there because i'm i mean eight o'clock golly man we're we're getting old but i mean eight o'clock start time is that's late so um well chancy i'm pumped about it can't wait we get another chance to to do something that we have dreamed of for our entire lives and 
Uh, just glad we got the opportunity. I mean, this is just this team. I love them. This team is awesome. I mean, I, I loved that team last year too, and they had all the talent in the world and and had some players that are go down as um, like my favorite, some of my favorite players of all time in Georgia football history. Uh, but this team has just done such a, something that's so special this year with the uh, the talent level they have and, and then what they've accomplished uh, record-wise on the field, some of the plays that will go down in history, and, man, let's just finish the damn drill. That's all Soak I got to say up. about it. Soak it up. Soak every second up as you're watching this watching this game and just next few days like you've already been doing, reminisce on this season, and uh, go back and watch some highlights and just see what what we've been able to do and you 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 couldn't couldn't have said it any better my man it's uh it's this has been fun this has been a fun a fun season uh and so hopefully we still got a few more to go so well brother um here we go let's get it, let's get it done <laughs> go dogs baby <laughs> dogs on top <laughs> oh, oh, oh.